Welcome to A Social Disease, a podcast for recapping and relating to Degrassi The Next Class. I'm your host, Jesse Mack. And I'm Carly Jo Gear, also a host. This show is not for kids, as we have frank discussions about sex, drugs, and violence. Listener discretion advised. All right, welcome back, everyone. Hey. Sorry our, our episodes have been so far apart lately. I've been failing miserably. I also think, <laughs> I don't know about what's happening in Vermont, but I have hear that uh, COVID cases are surging in Chicago, so oh, we'll surely be shut down again soon. <laughs> so I'll have probably more time at some yeah. coming up here. No, on my end, well, for one thing, I went away for four days oh. and I couldn't, I, there was nothing I could do in those days. That was since we recorded the last one, but also I haven't been sleeping very well. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I recently started a med that, well, I hadn't been sleeping much at all. And then I started a med where it makes me sleep 12 hours a night. So yeah, how is that working out for you? Well, it's like it is making me drowsy enough to fall asleep. I have to still be like, okay, go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm falling asleep. But then I am drowsy for 12 hours. Oh. So if I try to wake up before 12 hours... I'm drowsy, it's very heavy, it's hard to get up, but it's supposed to only last a little while. Okay, well, and you're then getting I'm used supposed to, to it. even out. Yeah. So I'm going through this sleep 12 hours a night period, and I have zero time (laughs) (laughs) trying to get stuff done with 12 hours in a day, but hopefully it'll clear up soon. But otherwise, I am sleeping, and sleeping is wonderful, so. (gasps) Yay, (laughs) That's going well. (laughs) That's fantastic. I swear I will get better, I swear. I'll be meaner Um, to you about it. Yeah, you're just going to insult me, make me feel like a jerk. Listen, (laughs) listen, you little jerk. We've got fans depending on us. Fans. (laughs) They're clamoring. They're clamoring for our opinions on these episodes. (laughs) We're just, we're not giving the people what they want. Nope. But yeah, in other news, though, I might be slightly more busy starting early November. I signed up for a class. Nice. There is a coronavirus relief program that they're subsidizing people who have lost work or whatever due to coronavirus. Mm -hmm. They're subsidizing us taking a couple classes at local, you know, Vermont colleges. Oh, nice. To help us get, you know, further our careers, help us get back into it. So I'm taking a class in Adobe Creative Cloud, which is like Photoshop and then like other Adobe software, InDesign, Lightroom, like all these different graphic design programs. I also use a video editing software on there, but um, it's going to teach me those that software better because I'm self-taught. Mm-hmm. So it's going to like actually teach me all the stuff that I don't understand that I'm just winging it. Nice. I'm going to do that. And then I'm trying to get into a digital marketing course as well. But the one that was listed for this program was full. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to see they have a couple other online courses for the same thing. Like they have like five of them. And I'm going to I'm trying to be like, hey, can I get in one of the other ones? Maybe I was going to say if it's online, I would think there'd be a little bit of bending in the rules rules right for a little wiggle room so i emailed i emailed the advisor to ask i haven't heard back yet ideally i could take that because clearly we need help marketing oh yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i'm doing jack shit so i (laughs) yeah (laughs) clearly you need help jesse i'm doing just fine (laughs) well my thought is help us market this and help me market myself as an editor and potentially help market i'd like to do videos I'm thinking about trying to make some YouTube videos, educational videos, 
on my own, find some teachers mm-hmm. that I can work with, that we can do YouTube stuff because nobody's friggin' hiring right now. <laughs> I need to make my own work. Mm. But so if I take a marketing class and the creative cloud class, get myself a little bit ahead, find a way to market myself, the podcast, let's try to get this stuff moving. So that's what's going on in my life. What's going yeah. on in your life? I got a boyfriend. <laughs> and i made apple pie yeah (laughs) did you bring that up last episode no i didn't because all right it's official it's official (laughs) yeah no we i didn't bring it up because i think like two episodes ago i was like i think it's heading in that direction but uh yeah it's officially official now Mm. he's just hanging out sitting on my couch playing video games hell yeah oh yeah Killing it. You're already getting that whole, I do my thing, you do your thing, and we're cool kind of dynamic, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah, except <laughs> he had one job right now, and it was to keep Nikki away from me, and I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> She's tearing up my chair. Nikki, <laughs> go see your stepfather. <laughs> I have no time for you right now. But yeah, things are going very well, and mm. I finally made apple pie out of the apples that I went apple picking for three weeks ago. <laughs> Luckily, apples last forever. Yeah. If I'd gone strawberry picking, I would have been a little SOL. So thankfully, <laughs> apples just never really die. Stick them in the fridge, and they will keep for so long. These were out. These were out on the oh, counter, really? but they, they lasted, so I was very happy about that. I had a good laugh because when... And I uh, was listening to Anna's podcast, Professional Friends, mm-hmm. free advertisement for them. <laughs> One of their last episodes, they were talking about apple picking and how it's such a white people thing and how white women really enjoy like announcing their relationships and being like, we went apple picking. And I was like, bitch, that's what I did on Facebook. But she she made that episode before I did that. So uh... I was like, damn, she read me before I even did it. <laughs> so... Me and Johnny have never been apple picking, so... I mean, listen, did I pay $30 to fourth of a peck? A half a peck total? I don't even know what that is. What is is a peck? You know, like a... I think if you get the big thing, it's a bushel. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a very small bag. I think I managed... I managed to stuff a lot of apples in it, though. Yeah. So, look, let's view it this way. $30 $30 for the apples. I was able to make two pies out of it. That's not bad. So, pies are I expensive. Mean, good good pies are expensive. It pies pies are expensive and you know, I was able to have like four apples left. There you go. So, make a couple smoothies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> so, but really, it's about the memories, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's about the memories mm-hmm. and uh he had never been apple picking before, so it was nice to share that very white experience. <laughs> I've picked a couple apples from my backyard, so maybe that counts. Oh, that's where you have an apple tree. Yeah. Johnny was sitting out in the backyard and I was picking apples, so we have been apple picking. See, that's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Did you also, you got to get on his shoulders to get the really high ones. <laughs> no, actually, no offense. I, don't, I think I'm good. Oh, no offense. I don't think Johnny could carry. I would, I would break him. <laughs> I'm just imagining he's like, it's like an accordion. Full offense. Yeah, keep that, keep that Mac booty <laughs> off his shoulders. <laughs> we don't need to crush the poor boy. Yeah, that would be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, no, he's he's flattened <laughs> into the ground. You're like, this was a mistake. Take <laughs> an uh, apple. Yep, but this <laughs> apple is delicious. Sorry, your back's broken. Oh, actually, and then that was, I guess, the good news. As I put, as I put it to my therapist when I last talked to her, I was like, do you want the good news or the bad news? So that was the good news. Mm. The bad news is, and I haven't even brought this to the chat yet, but we are not getting the house. Oh, no. So I am no longer buying a what house. What happened? Uh, our fourth person who was, you know, the main breadwinner mm. had to pull out basically because he, well, he wasn't going to live in the building with us yeah. and he needed, he thought that he'd be able to get another FHA like pretty quickly afterwards, but that wasn't the case. Mm. And because this building was so expensive, he was going to have to like basically max out all of his credit mm. and wouldn't have a place for him to live. Okay. So he has to buy like a smaller place uh, for himself to live in. Right. And then in like two years or something, he would be ready to do this. So, you know, we're kind of, I think just kind of, you know, taking a step back and using the opportunity to yeah. continue to save money and, you know, like I want to pay off some credit card debt and stuff. So, you know, it was one of those things, but it was a good learning experience. Yeah. And, you know, it was disappointing, but I think the Lord said, <laughs> you can have a boyfriend or a house, but you can't have both. <laughs> and then I got a boyfriend and it was like, mm, you ain't going to get that house then. So <laughs> that's what I assumed. They, things were just going too well. You know what I mean? Are you going to keep looking with the other two or you're waiting a while? Or are you trying to find someone else to go in with you? Or We may look again, but we're going to wait until like the springtime. Like we're going to wait a little while. Okay. Because So yeah, I think it's going to be dependent on on the market or whatever but if we're just looking the three of us we would just probably look at like uh, a two flat right that was just like we wouldn't have any tenants it would just be us living in it so so yeah i mean we're we definitely were disappointed you know the show must go on none of like you know none of us are without a home like we all right. we all have stable housing so it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. It just, it sucks. It was like, it was really exciting. You know, yeah. it's going to be a nice milestone to check off my bucket list of, you know, accomplishments. <laughs> and let's just say the, the imposter syndrome in me was like, told you you weren't enough of an adult to do it. <laughs> Listen, it happened to me many times. Like I had stuff fall through several times before mm. I got one. Like mm -hmm. it not working out on the first try is not super like abnormal right so. yeah and that's how we're trying to take it like you know it just wasn't meant to be that wasn't that wasn't our house mm -hmm. you know and we were getting at like a construction loan and yeah. everything so if you look at it this way whatever we get in the future you know we may not get something that we need to fix up so maybe yeah it may be it may be easier whatever we get going forward so mm -hmm. it is what it is so i'm depressed though because you'll <laughs> never know why that woman was selling oh my god <laughs> i know trust me we said that we said that we're like we'll never know oh and no. when i went to like look up the house on the redfin or whatever and it's not in the market anymore so like oh, i think really? they were just like yeah so i don't know if they were just like fuck it we're not selling because I think they closed, yeah. but maybe I mean they closed. Sorry, they closed on a new property, so right. may, maybe they're just gonna move out and like rent their their unit as, and then just keep it and just make rental income so, off of it. I have I have no idea. I think you should write them a letter. 
and and be like, listen, I'm sorry this fell through, but I really need to know why are you selling? Please tell me. Are there dead bodies somewhere? Please tell me what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Watch it be a thing that like is a like, thank God you didn't buy scenario. I don't know, but I'll say this much. I did because we had to sign like a document that was official that we weren't like that we were rescinding or whatever. And so I saw the woman's name on it and I was like, I got a Facebook creeper. I got to, I got to. So I looked her up and <laughs> went through all her? of her profile pictures. And sure enough, it was like a million pictures of her grandkids with different select yeah. borders on it. Borders on top of borders <laughs> on top of borders. Yes. And then I, got, I went back far. And, the, and this woman changes her profile picture like every week basically like there was a lot of profile pictures just a new new border though <laughs> yes literally just a new border but so like there was so many to go through because of all the borders and then like i made it far back enough that sure enough there was one with a border that said all lives matter blue lives matter all lives matter blue lives matter like a circle and i was like oh gosh <laughs> oh boy so yeah i can only imagine what the secret was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would assume. That's what I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, your neighborhood that used to be mostly like cops and firefighters, mm. I think, you know, I think there's a lot of white flight and they're like, we've got to get out of here. <laughs> the, the reckoning is coming. Do you think if you messaged her on Facebook, she'd like put a put like a restraining order on you or do you think honestly you, i'm very curious i don't i don't i don't want this uh, this lady scares me so i don't want to know create a burner account Ooh, that's just like heard you removing what's the secret so i don't know anyways Don't well that's that sucks but like you will find something like it took me i mean years to find the right property i'm also though in brattleboro with like no property like right, the first yeah. property i found was years ago and i was like gung-ho and then i went to the actually i went to the office and gave a deposit and was like fuck i'm doing this Within 24 hours, I'm like, no, no, no. And I took back my deposit. Oh, really? I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, because it hadn't been processed yet. So she let me take my check back. Yeah, I just panicked. It, like she was telling me all the information. I was all by myself. I was just like, oh, and like, I just panicked and didn't go through with it and didn't get my initial house. And then mm. it took me like years to find this one. But it's a good one so you know you'll yep. find the right one yeah that's i mean that's literally how we're looking at it we're like that one wasn't meant to be yeah and it's okay we'll find the right one here i am same same old girl same old apartment <laughs> you got you got half the good things yeah you, you and, got a boyfriend so. i know so at least i'm looking forward to like you know if when and if we do completely shut down again you know i don't have to be alone the whole time <laughs> I'll be like, you come over here, bring your germy ass here. Right. And we'll do this together. Oh, jeez. All right, so what are we talking about today? Oh, we are talking about season four, episode seven, hashtag fire. It makes sense. I mean, they the farts didn't get lit on fire, but that's okay. Or they didn't start the gym on fire. There was fire <laughs> in the episode. No one farted into it, but. Nope. I know. <laughs> Disappointing, but 
Yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to last week's podcast because I haven't listened to it yet. But I, I mean, what a good conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think not enough people are uh, talking about how they feel about farts. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's important that we <laughs> we bring up these topics. Not to just bring up farts from last week, but it just made me think of this time that when I was a kid and like me, I think my brother were in the car and my mom all of a sudden is like, oh, what's that smell? Do we just pass a Chinese food restaurant? It smells delicious. (laughs) And my brother was like, I just farted. And we like had had Chinese food the night before. Yeah, so gross. Yeah, like she was really like, oh, that smells so good. I hate it. No, no. That's so gross. It's so gross. It's so oh fucking God. gross. Yeah. We were a big um, bodily. Maybe that's why I'm so <laughs> adverse to farts because my parents were always like literally, I think as my brother would call it, like letting out juicy ones. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I from a very young age was like, I don't like this. Yeah. And make it stop. Honestly, yeah. I think for myself, it's social repression. Mm. The girls don't fart thing. The... <laughs> Boys don't cry and girls don't fart. <laughs> like that's what I want. Like the hashtag. It's okay for boys to cry. It's okay for girls to fart. <laughs> that's what we need. Anywho, oh, sorry. Get into this. Uh, oh, I want to get into this this big juicy episode. All right. <laughs> All right, so we open up with Degrassi's hottest thruple <laughs> snuggling up in the new beanbag hangout area. Yeah, I, we've like, seen it for I, sure, but the really with like beanbags yeah. or I, I okay, I I thought I had never seen this before, so I was like, where the <laughs> fuck are they? That literally the Degrassi staff is like, and if you guys want to like fuck or cuddle or right? just make out passionately, <laughs> here's some nice cozy surfaces for you to lay down on. Where's the Miss Kwan when you need her. I know. She, right? You may think you're cute, but nobody else does. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, today's kids. Are they, is it that they think we're they're too fragile? They can't tell Maybe. them to break it up, you kids. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, they're like, I feel like one of them's about to get finger blasted on this beanbag <laughs> in the hallway. So they are flirtatiously arguing over Frankie being freaked out by a horror movie they recently watched. Tiny finds them and lets Zig know that there is a minivan out there calling his name. Esme makes a joke about taking the kids to soccer, but Tiny is all business. He thinks tonight's going to be amazing, and they should go get food before lunch is over. Again, because they can just fucking come and go as they please. Right. I mean, Jesus. How long is lunch? (laughs) How long is lunch? Because I'll tell you what, the babysitting gig I've been doing, these kids that are like half-time homeschooled, half-time at school, Mm -hmm. they have 30 minutes for lunch. Mm -hmm. They come down eat lunch, and get right back to it. So, like, I don't get how they have time to go to the fucking grocery store. I think we need to write to the writers and be like, what the fuck? What is the schedule? We need... We need an official Degrassi schedule for the average child. Right. For class it's every like day. 15 minute classes, and then you have a three hour lunch period followed <laughs> by two 15 minute classes. Anyways. Yeah, 20 minutes in between each class. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Esme and Frankie are both like, Excuse me, what is tonight? While Zig is giving Tiny a shut the fuck up, man look. 
They're going camping this weekend, and he neglected to tell his not one, but two girlfriends about it. How did he expect to, like, get away with that? That's what I'm saying. Like, wouldn't she be calling him and shit? Right. He spends pretty much every waking moment with Esme. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, like, you would think that he would have at least had a lie in place where mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I have to go, I'm sleeping over Tiny's house mm-hmm. for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just mind-boggling that he didn't have some sort of lie in place because, uh, they would have noticed. Exactly. Esme just shows the fuck up when she wants to. <laughs> so Zig is so fucking dumb. Okay. <laughs> Zig insists that it's an unofficial grad celebration and just friends are going. And yet when asked about the guest list, he decides to tell her that Maya is going. Specifically. Way to be subtle, Tiny. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, oh, Maya. Uh, oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, Jonah and Grace will be there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is mostly Maya. Yeah. Oh my God. Esme points out that they're a couple, so what the fuck? Tiny points out that they were all friends first. Zig tries to make the excuse that he didn't think camping was Esme's thing, which prompts her to cross her arms and turn away from him. Very mature move. You know what I mean? She was like a harumph. Yeah. Mm. She pouts a lot in this episode. Yes, she sure does. It is not, it's not a shining episode for Esme, unfortunately. <laughs> she insists that it would be more fun if her and Frankie were there and Zig, trying to appease her, agrees that they make everything more fun. <laughs> Tiny tries to tell Zig no with his face, but Esme has decided that it's settled. They're going. Okay, so she's such a good friend to Frankie, but she just like not taking into account that She's going to make Frankie go on this trip when Jonah, mm-hmm. her ex-boyfriend, oh, yeah, is going to be there with his girlfriend. There is so much cross-contamination of exes oh, yeah. on this camping trip. <laughs> it could have been hella awkward for like a million reasons. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just so weird because Esme was all like, oh, you're friends who couldn't even help you through a breakup and now right. she's about to like – Come on down. Hang out with your ex-boyfriend and his girlfriend. But so here's my question. He he treats Jonah like he's part of the OG crew, but he wasn't. No. No, exactly. Grace was. He came in later. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's definitely just there by proxy. But I don't know how much later. Because I'm trying to remember. I, like, I'm not sure, like, did he? I don't know when he came around. I'm trying to remember. I think he was in, I think he was in like the bad kids group mm. that Maya got put into, which is where she met Grace and Tiny and Zig. Yeah. And I think he was in there, but he was like kind of in the background. Mm. Like we didn't really, we didn't talk to him until. Yeah. I'm not sure how long, later. how, when he came on board to decide like, is he truly OG? I don't know. Like, is he, is Esme like that much less OG than Jonah? It's like, I guess he's, I I guess he's OG if you consider the fact that like he, Grace, and Maya had a band together. Yeah. Even though like. That was before Esme. Zig didn't like Jonah for a really long time. So, (laughs) I don't don't know. know. They've all had beefs and now they're all fine. the end of science class where Tiny has seemingly just said fuck it and invited Shay on the camping (laughs) trip too. Shay makes sure to let us, an audience, know that it's not suspicious that she's been MIA in the last few episodes because (laughs) now that track is finally over, she has free time. (laughs) 
Right. We're like, right. We're like, oh, that's oh, that's where you've been. <laughs> right. You've been you've been practicing for track right. day and night during classes, and that, <laughs> it all makes sense now. That's why we haven't seen you in, like in fucking episodes. Got it. Anyways, she's got free time when she's not studying or waiting by the phone for scouts to call. <laughs> fucking Shay. So lame. What a life. I know, right? Like, damn, girl. Why do you, what do you mean waiting by the phone? You've got a cell phone. Right. Just wa- live your life. Yeah, I waited by the phone. Mm-hmm. By my cell phone, just being like, brain, bitch. <laughs> Is it working? But like, I'd be watching TV or something. That's what I'm you saying. Know? I'm not just like staring at it. No, you know Shay is staring at it. <laughs> waiting. Shay is 100% staring at it waiting. Anyways. <laughs> she's still got to ask her parents though. Lola walks up and inquires about what Shay is excited for. She tells her about the grad camping trip that he invited her on. Lola is V confused. She didn't think she was ready for that. And Shay is like, huh? <laughs> but Lola implies that they're going to be sharing a tent as just the two of them. So he's probably going to be trying a bone. That's grown-up camping. <laughs> okay. She even does a really sweet, like, boning face yeah. dance. You know what I mean? Like, she's oh, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> she's down for her friend to be DTF. <laughs> and again, weird because that's her ex-boyfriend. Like, yeah, she's just totally fine with it now. She's like, yeah, fuck my ex-boyfriend. Lose your virginity, girl. I didn't fuck him, but you can. Yeah, I don't know. I... I- I can't get into the minds of these kids. Maybe. I I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because Lola fucked Miles. Maybe she's like way more over it. She's over it. Yeah. I guess, you know, mm. I can see that. Like sometimes like when I go through, like when I was going through breakups, if I fucked somebody else, I was like, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm back at it. So. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> she hasn't, they haven't argued about Tiny in a while. So. No, that's true. That's true. Anywho, Shay apparently thought that there would be one big super tent that they would all be sleeping in together, which would mean no sex, except that Eze would probably still be giving Zig blowies, even if they were all sharing one tent. Exactly. Can can you imagine if you like a straight up porn threesome like? Oh my uh, God. Why? I've been having so many conversations on Twitter about consent lately. Oh yeah? (laughs) Yeah. About consenting to other people being around when you're banging. Oh, (laughs) interesting. There's been several conversations lately of people being like, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can just bang in front of people. I'm like, maybe you ask. Mm, (laughs) I don't know. This has been an ongoing Twitter conversation. Esme is totally the person on Twitter being like, who cares? Just bang. We're all grownups here. But this, you know, the funny (laughs) thing is, is I will say that I remember... Like being in eighth grade, they're older than this, mm-hmm. but being in eighth grade and being in one of my best friends at the time's basement mm-hmm. and the way that their basement was set up is it was, it wasn't a finished basement. Mm-hmm. Like it was definitely had like a cold concrete floor and Oof. they like threw a rug on it. Yeah. And then there was like three couches and then like, you know, like a an average size TV. And so like all the kids would hang out down there. Yeah. And I remember... Like, it was, like, three couples, one per couch, and it was, like, you know, we all had blankets, yeah. and we were all, you know, I was I was touching some penis under a blanket <laughs> in eighth grade. Well, so here, here was my thing. Here was my thing. If there is a generalized consensual concept of what's probably going on, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Under the blanket. That's one thing. <laughs> but uh-huh. if you're just, like, chilling with people and start banging someone else like okay yeah. 
That you should probably gain consent. Right. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I'm not saying I agree with you, Jesse. I agree with you. <laughs> but I will say that it gets a little fuzzy when, <laughs> like, you're in a dorm room. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not. <laughs> I think you should get consent. Mm -hmm. But I guess I've probably had sex with somebody in the same room. Yeah. That wasn't part of it because of dorm rooms. But did the roommates have an understanding? I don't know. I wasn't. It was. <laughs> yeah, I actually never shared a room with anybody in college. Yeah. So I never had to ask my roommate if it was cool. Right. If I fucked with them in the room, it was. It was like, yeah, I was in uh, my high school boyfriend because when he went to college, he had a roommate. I don't. Although I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Maybe we did never had sex. I think. I think maybe he put a sock on the like usually there's a thing where they like put a sock on or something. Right. But I have heard horror stories where like it's bunk beds and you're like yeah. on the bottom bunk and yeah. you can't see them, but you're like, oh, the uh, bunk bed's moving. I know what's happening above me. This was the conversation. Yeah, that was the conversation. Rooms, dorm rooms came up. Like there were several scenarios that mm -hmm. came up. One of them was dorm rooms, and people were like, well. When I, me and my dorm mate went over shit, we talked about it and it was mm -hmm. either ask me to leave, put a sock on the door, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. Some people are like, I don't care. Go for it. Yeah. As long as the other person's like, go for it, whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> but if they're like, don't do this in front of me or there's no conversation whatsoever and you just go for it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's a little <laughs> not great. Listen, not great. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying. I definitely hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't. Rem I get. I truly don't remember because it was a long time ago. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, I've but... been in situations where people were cool with it, and I've mm -hmm. been in situations where people weren't. Mm -hmm. And I've been in the situation where I'm just like, some of us are sleeping in the room, and suddenly people start banging. And you're like, I'm. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm here. Like, this is really fucking weird, dude. Please. So, like, uh, it, it's all about context yep. and consent. Yeah. Make sure. Make sure. That's my throat. Out. I was saying we've been having this conversation on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Esme strikes me on, as someone who would just start banging. Oh, And for everyone sure. would be like, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, way up track. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, sorry. All right, so Lola asks Shay if she wants to have sex, to which she kind of does, but she's confused. But really, it's a moot point because she knows her parents will say no anyways. But Lola thinks that she should just lie to them. <laughs> Duh, bitch. Fucking lie. Well, she I'll said, be. she said, just tell him you're playing tennis. And I was like, is that a euphemism? Is that a... I don't know. Does that mean something or just playing tennis? I don't know. I wasn't sure. They're going to be making a racket when they have all that sex. Hey! <laughs> That's oh clearly God. what she was talking about. Playing tennis is a euphemism oh. for sexual <gasps> Is it? <laughs> this is what it's saying. What is it? I mean, I guess it is two people and like the points are love, like you can love. And then code phrase used for smoking weed. Oh. The act of making out and or messing around with a lesbian in a tennis court. <laughs> what? 
oh, okay. That's probably what that's what Lola was talking about. Because she was like, Shay, just tell him you're making love to a lesbian at a tennis court. Oh What's God. the big deal? Your mom's going to let you do that. I don't think I can read the next one. Oh, no. It's gross. It's gross. Is this, you want me to read it? Are you on um, Urban, Dictionary. Urban Dictionary? Okay, all right. I think the audience, if you don't give consent to this discussion, <laughs> skip ahead. <laughs> okay 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 all right all right all right okay all right here we go it's, it's a lot playing tennis two guys take a girl each then all four of them enter a room each guy takes a girl from behind on opposite sides of the room like a tennis court yeah they proceed to ram the girl hard enough for them to moan <laughs> they ram their girls back and forth in an opposite fashion this simulates two females playing tennis. In tennis, when a female hits the ball, she lets out a distinguishable moan. Okay, and then the, the using it. I know, I know. At home, you're like, wait, Carly, can you use it in a sentence? Of course, I can. Tommy, me and you were totally playing tennis with those two girls last night. We blew them out of the water. <laughs> So. so that's what Lolo is telling her to tell. See, the plan was for Tiny and Shay, Esme and Zig, maybe Frankie's the ref. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I I knew it. I knew it had to mean it. I Wow. I had no idea. Lola's gotten very adventurous. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I can, I'm like oh trying God. to envision. I mean, the the number one was just having sex. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The other one is something someone did sometime. I definitely can envision like female tennis players because they are like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's how I'm going to try making those. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> your neighbors, your neighbor's gonna be like, "Did you set up a tennis court in your apartment? Is you playing tennis down there? What is what's going on? Are, are Venus and Serena having a, a match down there? That's hot. Oh my god! I'm just I don't understand how that would look. Oh, oh my a, god! It was very specific that it was like it will look like yes. two women are playing tennis. Like, does it though? I don't know. Do women generally play tennis like bent over? No. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I don't really watch tennis, so I don't know. Definitely not. But uh, anyways, Christ. <laughs> well we learned something new okay and i think that's the point i we always learn something new when we record these okay i'm glad we needed to look that up thanks for stopping me can i go on now yep all right Maya is listening to her own music, seemingly to try to get inspiration from herself, as Jonah and Grace rip off her headphones and scream her name into her ears. Great friends. (laughs) Maya is stressed. She's got to write amazing material if she wants the Craig Manning to consider her for that spot on his tour. Jonah thinks a headlamp will help and (laughs) slides it on her. Maya insists that she can't go on the trip because she has to write. 
Grace, who apparently has fine lungs now and could totally go camping, <laughs> pressing that it's their absolute last chance to have fun before exams. Maya also has to ace her finals so SoCal Art doesn't reject her after they've already accepted her. <laughs> they won't like it. Yeah. It's not that they'll reject her. They just won't like it. They'd be like, man, mm, <laughs> girl, that was, mm, that was a, we didn't like that. They're a scolder. Yeah. Writer of. A strongly worded email. We need to set this our boundaries. This is not acceptable. No, not okay. Grace counters her argument by saying her therapist also wants her to have fun. Maya isn't too excited about the use of the therapy card. But they reveal their real motives that they need a buffer now because Esme is coming. Okay. How is Maya a buffer? How? Yes. My question exactly. <laughs> They're like, it's going to be awkward because Esme's there. So let's make it more awkward by having you show up <sighs> and then therefore make her more uncomfortable mm. and Zig more uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll be much more fun that way. Right. We're like, don't you want to like join us camping so you can listen to your boyfriend fuck his ex <laughs> or listen to your ex-boyfriend fuck his girlfriend? And maybe like, they're form maybe that's what i'm too. saying because if <laughs> if things went smoothly that's what would have happened mm -hmm. he would have he would have fucked frankie and esme yeah. so like that doesn't sound like a good time for maya no doesn't sound good for her mental health no she'd be in her tent being like why is somebody playing tennis right now it's night and like would just be hearing Whoa. and like because you know like what would happen is that zig like how he thinks threesomes are because he's fucking stupid is that he would just like he'd fuck esme from behind and then he'd run around and he'd fuck frankie from behind and yeah he, it would still look like they were playing tennis but he would just have to do a lot of the running i mean you do run a lot in tennis so. you do so he would be getting his exercise and we'd just be hearing a lot of Whoa. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, man. All I can say is that my boyfriend's probably in the other room and he can probably hear me making these noises and he's like, is Carly just straight up masturbating on this podcast right now? Because I recognize these sounds. <laughs> it sounds just like Carly's getting fucked by me from behind. Oh, my God. All right. Anyways, they need Maya to make her decision right the fuck now. Maya agrees, but only because they'll help her write the pre-chorus on the car ride there. Perfect. I didn't know things were called pre-chorus. Like, I mean, there I are pre-choruses, yes, but not every song. All right. Maya would have a pre-chorus for sure. That bitch. She would. She <laughs> that would. bitch. Esme is showing off the splurge bikini that she got for her and Frankie on the camping trip. Okay, if Esme called it a splurge, how much do you think those bikinis cost? Oh my god. Right? Like, they had to have been wicked fucking expensive because she's already rich. $300, $400. So, yeah. I'm like, they didn't look like three or $400 bikinis, in my opinion. Oh, no. You could get those at Walmart. That's, I literally thought Walmart. <laughs> so, except they might say, like, baby girl on the butt, but we don't ever see the butt, so who knows? <laughs> Frankie doesn't think that she's going to go because she knows that, truthfully, they weren't invited to go. <laughs> Esme stresses that all of Zig's friends hate her and want them to break up. Frankie thinks that she's just being paranoid, but Esme really wants Frankie to join her. She's feeling insecure about how long the rest of the group has been friends. But Frankie isn't budging. 
She's not going. However, she has to leave because she just got a text from Lola that says Shay needs to have an emergency talk with them. Esme is clearly pissed and insists that she's throwing her to the wolves. <laughs> Frankie tries to assure her that she just needs to try to be their friend. She's awesome. Show them how awesome you are, Esme. Unimpressed, Esme huffs off to go pack. Esme is a little brat. Just don't go. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't go. It would have I don't know. Great. No, honestly, I probably would struggle with that if I was Esme. I wouldn't be like Esme is, but I'm like, really? You're going on a camping trip with your, ex- with your ex-girlfriend and very few people and not me and I was explicitly not invited. And- yes, because that, that's the thing is the explicitly not invited. That's that's definitely, I mean, yeah, I think that would piss most people off. You uh, tried to hide it from me and. Yeah, like, right. Like I, they're like. Understandable. Right. Zig could not have gone about this more poorly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I guess I understand Esme on this one. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get where she's coming from. She just, you know, handles it really terribly like she always does. Mm-hmm. We are at the cantina. Shay's on the phone with her mom making small talk about bringing home dessert while Lola and Frankie take bets on whether Shay has even asked her mom about camping. As Shay lets her mom know that she is on her way home, her mom asks about packing for camping. Apparently, Tiny, the very responsible young man, has already asked Shay's mom if she can go. And apparently, she can. Does he just, like, call her up, like, hey, girl, um, can, can Shay come with me camping? Like, they're best, but, I mean, well, the other episode, she was, like, patting him on the stomach. Like, they're, I'm they're thick as thieves, so it makes sense that they're chatting on the phone. I think <laughs> that Tiny and Shay's dad play tennis. <laughs> So I think they've gotten real close. <laughs> the yep. ever-changing definition for tennis. <laughs> yep. This time it's two guys. Last time it was two girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shay the wet blanket presses to her mom that they're going to be sleeping in the same tent. Alone. Overnight. <laughs> with her boyfriend. Woo! They are all going camping. Yay! <laughs> But Frankie already told Esme she wasn't going. But that's too bad, bitch, because you're the only one of us who drives. So you got to take us. Really, again, great friends. Yeah. Great friends. Everyone's just using Frankie to go on this camping trip. Right? Like, you thought you had free will, Frankie? Nope. You got to come with us. You got to take us there. But it is more than that. Shay wants their support. Lola takes a dig at Frankie and says Shay shouldn't be taking advice from someone in a weird poly relationship. Frankie tries to poke back by bringing up that they don't even know who Lola lost her virginity to. Lola admits that it was Miles and they all have a good laugh about it. (laughs) No way that's a serious answer. (laughs) LOL. Barf. Gross. Shay wants to know what she should do in the tent. Frankie comes through with some solid advice that she should just talk to Tiny and then she'll be able to decide if she's ready. Shay agrees that that's fair, but she still needs a ride because they won't all fit in the van. (laughs) Frankie reluctantly agrees. Road trip! (laughs) We need some sweet road trip music. I know, right? (laughs) I know. 
We need a scene of somebody making a mixtape. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I think we need, we need it. We need a, <laughs> what I wanted is like a, a montage of like Tiny and Zig driving cars with like their elbows out the window <laughs> and like their license plate says King of Road or like <laughs> King of Fraud. Is, was that what it was from, um, from uh, Pete and Pete? Oh, I don't know. Do you remember those episodes? Yeah, I, I do the road know trip what episode? About, but I don't remember what it looked like. Yeah, and they were like, that's how you can tell if they're confident if not asking for directions with how far out their elbow is out the window. <laughs> I need someone to hang out, hang out the window and go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then you make the, the horns on the uh, the trucks. So you gotta be like, you gotta do the arm thing. And then they're like, burp, burp. Yeah, the honk, honk. Listen, all right, so me, Alyssa, Pat, and Johnny were walking around downtown a couple weeks ago at night drinking our to-go margaritas from nice. a local restaurant. We passed by a fire truck, and I did the honk honk, and it gave me a little ding. All right. <laughs> I have never felt so alive. <laughs> you know, I the thing of it is, I don't think kids do that anymore. No, I specifically did it, and I was like, listen, I was reading something the other day about truck drivers being sad that kids don't do that anymore. <laughs> I think I read the same thing, and I think that's where I figured it out that I was like, damn, kids and their and their cell phones and their iPads, and they're not they even paying attention want... when a truck drives no. by to give them a honk. <laughs> I know, like it makes me so sad. That's why I did oh. it. <laughs> Thank God, Jesse. Thank God for you brave Americans. <laughs> they missed some very good opportunities for classic road trip scenes or montages. Sure Just throwing that out there. Although, let's be honest, this scene, the camping scene coming up, it's just like the the where it's like the same place they had the the white party. It's the ravine. It's literally the ravine. So like <laughs> they didn't go far. They probably could have walked to the campsite. I don't know oh, why yeah. everybody was insisting. Like you could have taken the <laughs> van a couple trips. It's probably like a five minute drive. No, I specifically in my notes wrote the group sets up tents at what is obviously the goddamn ravine. Like, yeah, yep, one hundred percent. And yet they couldn't find that body of water to swim in, even though they were definitely at the ravine. Like, I'm surprised but it wasn't taken whatever. up by another drum circle this weekend. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> uh, anyways, a lot of, they're, they're sitting around the campfire and they're like, what are all these bracelets? Where do you think these came from? Somebody carved in this tree. Emma has chlamydia. Or was it gonorrhea? It might have been gonorrhea. I can't remember. Oh, man. So long ago. <laughs> we'll get there in like three years. Well, here's the montage because I wrote, just a montage of friends palling around the campfire. Boys <laughs> pushing boys, kids giggling, brewskis being drunk, just good old-fashioned camping fun. Everyone is joking around, talking about Maya, thinking they had a real gun at some point. I don't remember this. Do you remember this? No. I don't. I don't know if it was a thing. I was like, I don't remember this plot line, but okay. So yeah, so at some point, Maya thought they had a real gun, and she was like, I thought maybe you had changed. I don't know. Anywho, she retorts that the only thing that had changed about Zig is that he tore the sleeves off all of his shirts. Woo! I know. I'm glad that this is like clearly... It is a thing that, like, the the cast probably jokes about. Everyone. That, like, for some reason, costumes <laughs> was like, this it. is his, this is all of his costumes. He doesn't have any sleeves. So I was, <laughs> I was talking to Johnny about some earlier plot point. 
I don't remember what it was. And Johnny was like, wasn't he in a band with her? And he's like, oh, no, that was the kid who cut off his sleeves. And I'm like, no, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you were right, actually. Mm-hmm. So even he knows about Zig's sleeves. So Yep. Oh, yeah. It's palpable <laughs> for sure. Esme tries her best to include herself in this old friend circle by saying that they should totally include her the next time they do a prank. Oh, my God. They're her so Her efforts rude. are basically ignored. Come on. Humor her. They, yeah, like it's it's really, yeah, it's so incredibly obvious they don't like her. Like yes. she's trying so hard to be nice and normal and they're just like, fuck right off. We don't fucking care. We don't like you. Come on, guys. You're all there for the weekend. Just play nice. Right. You didn't have to be like, uh, just be like, oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, Right. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And then don't invite her when you do your annual prank war. Like, it's no big deal. Anyways. (laughs) Your annual plank war where you all just plank. And you're like, oh, I'm going to plank the hardest. Yeah. Zig compliments Esme's fire, and she admits that she watched like a million videos on how to make a fire. So she's definitely putting her best effort in to making a good impression on everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know when she had time to watch a million videos on making fire because (laughs) she literally just invited herself that afternoon. But anyways, she's she's watched a lot of videos, so she's she's trying. Well, we know she's a quick learner. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was probably giving a BJ in the parking lot and watching the videos at the same time you're probably right about that absolutely (laughs) like she had the sound off she just was like watching (laughs) so zig had no idea yep jonah asks what's for dessert and esme pulls out some special brownies Mm. because she was hoping they could make history Jonah passes for obvious reasons. She offers one to Tiny because she knows he likes to party. But he also passes because Shay is on her way and he doesn't want to be all messed up for his girl. <laughs> messed up. But I mean, honestly, I, I do get that because Shay would be pissed. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, yeah. Like, I think Tiny under normal circumstances would be down for a pot brownie. But like, mm-hmm. not around Shay because she's, you know, the wet blanket. Uptight. She tells Zig that she guesses it's just the two of them then. But he also passes because he read the room and seemingly sides with his friends. And because it'll just make him sleepy. Ugh, they're all, I'm, I mean, in my opinion, they're all being fucking buzzkills. They are, but like also being the only one on a on an edible doesn't sound fun. I mean, <laughs> I do that all the time. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for someone like me who doesn't handle weed very well. Oh, um, oh, yeah. Like specifically. Yeah. I'd have a great time. But I mean, it just sucks because like I think the thing is, is like if it was, if his friends had, be in, had been into it, mm-hmm. he would have been like, oh, yeah. But yeah, he's just not siding with Esme at all on anything. Yeah. Because like even True. he could have been like, oh, let's do it later. Like, you know what I mean? Let's wait till night and do it. Like we don't have to do it right now. Like let's yeah. do it later. But anyways. Tiny is bummed that there's no dessert, but have no fear. Maya brought stuff for s'mores. Also, this is me. Um, I'm always the one that's in charge of bringing s'mores to camping. I have an actually, I have a very controversial stance Mm. on s'mores. Mm. Yeah, um, my friends don't like it. I prefer s'mores made in the microwave over uh, the bonfire. No way. Yep. Oh yeah. No, I love it. The marshmallow, the marshmallow gets all weird. It sure does. And I fucking love it. (laughs) It gets a little hard. Oh, gross. It gets like if you leave yeah. it, you leave it. It gets a little bit hard, like a cereal marshmallow. And I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah, the 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 chocolate gets totally melted. Yeah. Like I just don't like. I don't have the patience to sit there on a fire and like let it get gooey and warm enough. And then the moment you put it on 
the s'more, like it never really melts the chocolate. You have to master the art, like the distance away from the flames so that it roasts slowly enough Mm -hmm. that it doesn't get all burnt up, but it slowly melts. There's a science to it that I used to know, but I don't do it enough anymore to know it. And I just burn the shit out of them. But I like the burnt outside, so. Yeah, and I like (laughs) putting my s'more in the microwave for 30 seconds. It's the same every time. (sighs) And comes out, in my opinion, perfect. So, but yeah, you know, trust me, all my friends agree. They're all like, Carly, what's what's wrong with you? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. What's wrong with you? (laughs) I mean, whatever floats your boat. Paddles my canoe. Everyone thinks Maya is basically a hero, and a defeated Esme decides to just lay down in the tent, which everyone is totally fine with. The fire continues as Maya tries to write a lame song, Mm -hmm. getting pissed that she can't come up with anything good. Grace tells her that she's being too hard on herself, but she's worried that she'll never write a good song again. The question is, has she ever written a good song? I literally wrote, I'm sure Jessie will argue that she never wrote a good song to begin (laughs) with. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) The one she was listening to in her headphones was maybe the worst song she's ever written. What uh, was it? Ready? Was it like yes? I what is it? When I'm ready to get close to you. Whatever it was, she sounded like she was just whining. I think <laughs> I think it was the one about Zig and fucking. Hmm. When I'm ready to get close to you, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. Either way. When I'm ready to play tennis with you <laughs> and Tiny and Esme. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yes, I will. She will have something to say about that one. She will. I got a little confused. Listen, improv is not always perfect, but... Uh, Whatever the song was, she sounded really whiny and annoying, so that's all I'm saying. Well, Jesse, remember the time you realized that Maya was your mirror? I know. Don't <laughs> You think any of my songs aren't whiny and annoying? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, I relate to Maya even harder later in the and episode. You're like, God, I hate her. I fucking hate her. <laughs> Bitch. And I hate myself. (laughs) Just then, Shay, Lola, and Frankie arrive. Frankie, without even saying hi to anyone, makes a beeline for the brownies because she's starving. (laughs) Jonah lets her know that they're pot brownies and she spits the bite into a cup. Uh, Which is also weird. Like, I feel like Frankie would be like, oh, cool. Like, why was she like, 50-50. Yeah, I feel like she'd just be like down to fucking party because... I think if I got there and was like, I have to be around my ex and his girlfriend, Mm. I'm going to eat a pot brownie so that I'm having a good time and not depressed. (laughs) We have different experience of the pot brownies. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh my God. I remember this time I was like at my apartment, that big apartment that we had several roommates at Uh and I was hanging out with one of our friends and we had a really good pot brownie and we ate it, me, just me and her. Mm -hmm. And my, my friend texted me and was like, all these people like, can we come over? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then the second I said, yeah, I was like, oh no, fuck. (laughs) I just ate a pot brownie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I sat on the couch watching the movie Stardust. Yeah, I don't know. what. While they were out on my porch partying. It's some st- fantasy movie <laughs> about like a shoot guy. A guy finds a shooting star and it turns out to be a lady, Claire Danes. Oh. And he leads her through this magical world while Michelle Pfeiffer, the witch, is hunting them down. Oh. So I watched this movie 
totally silently as a bunch of my friends party on my porch. (laughs) (laughs) It was not a good time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you are Maya. That's how I deal with pop Yeah, you are Maya. (laughs) Zig awkwardly asks Frankie if she wants to put her stuff in his, uh, their tent, Mm. which Frankie agrees to. Jonah thinks it's weird. Okay, Jonah, but... Total buzzkill. Yeah, butt the fuck out. Okay, Jonah, like, Jesus Christ. None, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lola thinks everyone should eat the brownies so they can all chill the fuck out. (laughs) Frankie goes to find Esme in the tent, thinking that it's Zig approaching. Esme says, you finally came to your senses, and is very disappointed to discover that it is just Frankie. Mm. Jeez, Frankie thought she'd be happy to see her. Esme admits that she tried to be friends with everyone, but they still rejected her. They'll always hate her. She just wants Zig to understand what he would lose if they were to break up, which gives her a brilliant idea. (laughs) It's great that you're here, Frankie. Put that slutty bathing suit on. Let's go swimming (laughs) and then go skinny dipping. Who can say no to two naked girls? Yeah. (laughs) Frankie just wants to go hang out with everyone, but Esme insists that they don't want her. Yes. No, it's clear. Yeah, exactly. Only Zig and Frankie like her, so they have to find the perfect spot for skinny dipping. Esme almost walks out of the tent completely topless before Frankie Oof. reminds her to put something on. This is a clear sign that Esme's mental health is going down the drain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's just yeah, like, she's... all right, let's go. Like, bitch, put your clothes on. I know. Because this is what's actually, like, part of, I think one of the the most missed out character opportunities is, like, we didn't get a fifth season, so, like, we don't really know what mm. happens with Esme. And, like, that... Yeah. I would have loved to have seen her continue to grow as a character. Granted, she would have been off to college, so would we have even seen her? Well, they would have made it... Ha- oh, yeah, she would have been Harvard. Yeah. I don't know. It would have to have some excuse for her to stay home. <laughs> yeah. She gets shot in the back and she's in a wheelchair and she has to go through rehab. Oh, wait. <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Maya is insanely frustrated. She feels like she hasn't written anything good since last exit. She did, like, she wrote that song fairly recently, though. Like, that was oh, only yeah. a couple months ago. So, I don't know. Anyways. She's also expecting to write, like, a perfect song in a day. Like, yeah, come on, girl. yeah. Well, she did used to just, like, spit them out like water. Like, it really was just, you know. But they weren't all winners, okay? (laughs) Grace and Jonah think she just needs to relax. Maya contemplates eating one of the pot brownies. But Jonah and Grace don't approve. Try meditation before mind-altering substances. Ugh, I wrote fucking lame, you guys. Right? Like, they're so judgy. It's so weird. Like, just let the girl try it if she wants to try it. Like, yeah. if I think it would have gone better for her if someone oh, had yeah. been like, hey, if you want one, why don't you just start with a half of one? Like, right. you know what I mean? If she had some guidance, but bitch grabs too. Like, anyways. Jonah and Grace leave to go look for more firewood. And Maya grabs a brownie while no one is looking. So she scarfs one whole one and then grabs a second. Keeps going. Not not a good idea. Like the first rule of idea. edibles is to take it slow. Mm. See how you feel. Maybe take some more. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Mm. <laughs> Frankie and Esme are lost in the woods in their bikini tops. <laughs> it's now dark and a body of water was nowhere to be found. Esme is clearly beginning to lose her marbles. Frankie tells her that everything is fine, but Esme insists that it is not. 
Frankie stops her and asks if she is okay. Esme starts screaming about how she doesn't want her boyfriend to abandon her. Frankie thinks that's not going to happen, but Esme insists that she doesn't know that. She also admits that that's why Frankie is in the bikini, mm. because Zig can't say no to a threesome. Jesus. And, th- and what's the point of Frankie being there if she's not going to be part of the fantasy? Just spells it all out for her. Just listen, I didn't give a fuck about... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, honestly, I was convinced that Esme really liked Frankie... The jury's still out on Mm. that, but I mean, she's obviously using her, but yeah, the jury is out. Like, did she ever even like Frankie? Yeah, I don't know. Or like, did she like Frankie and this was a sudden like realization and then she uses her or was this her plan all along? Like, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? (sighs) Frankie is shocked that that's the only reason that Esme would want her there. Esme screams, I made you and continues to gaslight her by saying she was just a girl moping over her ex-boyfriend until she made her awesome, and now she won't do this one tiny little itty-bitty thing. But Frankie doesn't think that it's just a little thing. Mm-mm. Esme continues to double down, <laughs> showing her full-on trauma, and says that Frankie is just like everyone else. Esme does everything for her, and she turns on her. She then walks away and tells Frankie to find her own way back. <sighs> Friggin' Esme. Mm-hmm. She sh- I mean... It's, she's slipping. Like, she showed all of her cards. <laughs> hmm She sure did. Yeah, so I was debating, like, whether, because I, I kind of wish that they had gone into more detail as to what their, like, what the three of them's relationship looked like. Yeah. Did they have an agreement? You know, was it just they were going with the flow? Yeah, it certainly seemed like at this point they were just going with the flow mm-hmm. because, yeah, I don't, it didn't seem like there was any kind of rules or anything, so. We barely even got, like, started and it's already falling apart. Right, because it's one of those things where, like, I kind of wonder if they were actually a throuple and, like, just because Zig and Esme broke up, does that mean that by default mm-hmm. Zig is still dating Frankie? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Imagine. I mean, yeah, right. That'd be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Esme <laughs> would Surprise! die. Oh my God, like, she'd be so okay. pissed. <laughs> she'd be so pissed. Look what you did. Look what you did, Esme. You did this. But also, like, there is, there is always that risk. Like, yes. it's just interesting that she even invited Frankie in because there is always that risk that, like, the person could just be like, actually, you know what? I like them better. Oh, yeah, definitely. And... I'm going to go be with them now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, I do have some experience, you know, trying polyamory. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a guy I dated now, like over a year ago, it was kind of annoying because I went out on like three dates with him before he finally was like, I'm in a polyamorous relationship and I have a girlfriend and I live with her. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta tell, yeah. You gotta be upfront about that stuff. I understand that like... Yeah, when I see, when I would like see a guy on Tinder that says they're poly, mm-hmm. yeah, I would most likely be like, yeah, I'm all set with that. I don't, right. I don't need that. Or like ethically non-monogamous. Yeah, generally when I would see those things, I'd be like, yeah, I'm all set. I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so this guy didn't have that in his profile Ugh. and it wasn't until, yeah, third date that I already liked him and then he revealed that and it was just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But I get, you know, I had decided on my own that I was like, okay, well, I've never tried it. Mm-hmm. So who's to say that I won't like it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't yeah. say I don't like something until I try it, right? I tried it. My 
My opinion on how it went is that, like, I've had a conversation with another friend about being poly because she is exclusively poly, but she doesn't do it with, like, a ranking system. And I think that makes sense, like, because I think in poly culture, there's, like... There's different forms of it. There's different ways people do it. Yeah, there's, like, a a primary and a secondary. That's what it is. So, like, obviously, this couple was already established in their primary, Mm -hmm. and I was just going to be secondary. But, like, what's annoying about that is that like basically it felt like I was dating somebody who lived at home with their parents and like (laughs) it was like well I have to be back by midnight or I get in trouble and it was like well I don't understand if we're having a good time why can't you just like you live with this person so like right you know or if there was gonna be like a sleepover it had to be like planned in advance like we ended up I remember one of the one of the fights we got into because I was like he would never, like, he would basically never sleep over. Like, because mm-hmm. he would never think to ask. And then it was just like, well, no, I'm not allowed to sleep over. Yeah. And so that always bothered me. Because I think, like, one of the nice things about dating somebody is the intimacy of sleeping next to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I had already established with him that I was like, I understand that, like, if you have to, be, quote unquote, be home by midnight. Yeah. But if we sleep together at 1130 and you're <laughs> and jetting out the door at 1155, yeah. I'm like, that fucks me up. I'm like, mentally, I can't handle that. You can't just sleep with me and immediately leave. Like, you mm-hmm. need to, like, stay and we need to decompress because, like, that's mentally traumatic for me. I don't like that you just slept with me and are walking out the door. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. But so, like, one of the arguments that we got into was because, so like I said, he never slept over and then he came to me one time and was like, oh, hey, like, do you think maybe I could sleep over like sometime this week? And I was like, oh, I get, yeah. Like, and I thought, oh, wow, he like wants to plan it. How nice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think this day would work for me. And he was like, okay, cool. Because my girlfriend's going to have a guy over and like, basically I have to not be in the house. And I'm like, oh my God. So you want to sleep over because she's making me leave the house yeah but like so she can have sleepovers with guys but like you can't like so like I just think that the way in which they work the situation out is like I don't think it was very even Mm -hmm. like I think she could kind of because he didn't really he was way more lax about it so like she could kind of do whatever she wanted yeah and he was on a shorter leash and so it just made it really hard because it was like I really I liked him a lot but it was like I don't like that like you can't you can't, you really you you can't do anything without her say. Yeah. And I understand that you guys already have an establishment, but like when you're with like I would say like I'm like, well you're with her, I'm not blowing up your phone or anything, but like you take forever to get back to me. Mm-hmm. But like when you and I are together, you get back to her immediately. So like, you know, I try to respect you guys, but like mm-hmm. you know, so just things like that that would that would irritate me. And I think it was just I think like it was their first time yeah. trying the whole poly thing. And so like I I was definitely like his first experience with this did you ever meet her mm-hmm I did okay so it was like definitely okay what was happening yeah 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 no no okay. I had met her yeah no I had met her because basically I remember when we first started dating I said to him like I was like well I'm like I don't I'm like he because he was like she does want to meet you and I was like okay okay and what I said that I was like I don't know that I want to meet her until like we've been dating for two months because personally I might not be interested you know, right. I'd like to see if I actually like you before I like do this awkward encounter with like meeting yeah, your girlfriend or whatever. Because it was just interesting. The way he posed it to me is he was like, you know, she has another boyfriend. So like, I'm looking for another girlfriend. Then after we had dated for a while, I was just like, hey, so there's no way that you would be able to give me what it is that I want in a relationship. So mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to call you my boyfriend because... 
you're, like there's no way you can't you can't meet barely any of the criteria of like yeah. what I would need to be emotionally supported by you mm-hmm. in any way. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was it was interesting and like I eventually broke it off because I guess, you know, my trauma is being lied to and stuff like yeah. that. And so like it, through dating him, I felt like, oh my God, I'm finally dating somebody who is being honest with me, right? Like who is, I know what's going on. I know who he's sleeping with. Like, wow, this is great. I'm at least getting, oh, I'm at least getting honesty. I'm not getting fidelity, but I'm getting <laughs> honesty. Yeah. You know, what ended up happening is like he told me, he told me ahead of time that he was at some point going to propose to her. Mm-hmm. Then one night he like took me out on a date and uh, we went to like a baseball game. So I got like super smashed. And then he was like, so I'm going to propose to her this month. Oh, God. And I was like, okay, all right. And then I was drunk. I was like, why did you like you tell me when I was fucking wasted? Yeah. So then I was like kind of a mess. And it wasn't so much that it was like. I was upset, like I thought I was going to, because I wasn't in love with him, but I was Mm. just like, whoa, that's a lot of information, like, and I'm processing (laughs) this, and holy shit, like, where am I in my life? So then, like, he let me know, he's like, this weekend I'm going to, I'm going to repose her, and I was like, okay. And then that weekend passed, he was like, she said yes, I was like, okay, cool. Well, like, you know, now that you're engaged, like, do you guys want to be still doing poly? Like, you Mm. know, and he was like, let me talk to her. I was like, okay. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to. Like, I was so very chill. I was like, I'm not trying to rain on, like, your engagement parade. So, like, you know, no no rush. Like, I get it. Enjoy your celebration of being engaged. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, let me know what's going on. And he didn't say anything. And, like, a week went by and I was like, hey, so what's going on? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She still wants to be Polly. And I was like, okay, well... If you guys had that conversation, why wouldn't you tell me that immediately? Like, mm-hmm. I've been giving you space and what the fuck. So anyways, things were a little weird after that. And then maybe like a month went by and I was still, like, I wasn't seeing him a whole lot. And then uh, I I went to look for something and I found, I went on her Facebook for some reason or what rather or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he, I think I became friends with friends with him and he got tagged in one of her posts. And I found out that he had actually proposed to her like... A whole month prior, oh a whole month, God. a whole month prior to him telling me I'm going oh, to propose Jesus. to her, and I was just like, "Why did you lie? Like, why wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't you just say like, hey, by the way, I propose? Like, you didn't need to get my permission on that, but like, why wouldn't you just say like, hey, by the way, we're engaged now, mm-hmm. just so you know, you like built up this whole thing of like, I'm going to ask her, I'm going to ask her this weekend. I asked her. She said yes. I'll let you know how she feels about it. Yeah. Yes, we still want to be Paul. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, <sighs> you went through all those fucking lies. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what was the point of that? Well, this this is the thing about poly relationships, open relationships, all mm-hmm. that stuff. You can still cheat. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. There are boundaries and mm-hmm. rules that if you don't follow what you all agreed to, it's cheating. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, it's even worse yeah. if you've agreed to be poly or open and then you do the things the other one, you know, the you break the boundary you set because it's like you have permission. So right. now you just and I, are an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> and that was my whole thing is that I was like, I understand the boundaries of all of this, but like you you do everything she asks of you mm-hmm. and I can't even I can't even get an inch. Like she gets a mile, I get an inch. And like that really sucks. I feel like I'm constantly getting the shit end of the stick and what's the point? Yeah. You know, because I think the way I looked at it is I was like, well, I mean, I'm still allowed to date and do whatever I want. So like, what's the difference between having somebody like steady to hang out with and dating other people? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I viewed it is that I was like, it's not that different from what I'm already doing of casually dating people. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like, oh, I'll have like 
a little bit of sensibility in one person. But yeah, definitely ended up being more trouble than it was worth mm-hmm. in my experience. But hell, at least I can say I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I, like the spectrum of poly and open relationships have so many different. Right. You know, some poly relationships are like one man, two women, one woman, two men that all right. date each other. Like there are so many yeah. different variations on it. But the whole thing with like that type of thing is you need to let go of jealousy and control. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously you have your boundaries mm-hmm. that you have to set and stand by. But like you kind of letting someone go and do them. Right. And so it sounds like in this situation that there was a lot of control on the one end and no control on the other end. And like you were the unlucky half that had the control partner. I know. It's a hard thing because a lot of people, like there are a lot of people who use that to like heal their relationship. Right. Fix it. Then, I mean, there's definitely many people who it works out really well for. Mm -hmm. There are people who like what you were saying, like what if... Esme, Zig, and Frankie started dating, and then Zig wanted Frankie instead. Like, there are so many different things that can happen. But, I mean, I had an open relationship for a little while. Didn't work out great. Yeah. Because there was still jealousy there. Mm -hmm. And we had, like, a don't ask, don't tell scenario, which is actually, in a way more complicated because then you are kind of sneaking around Mm -hmm. because if you're not asking and not telling yeah right you're you're not saying well i'm going to do to do you're like um i'm going to hang out with a friend like you're not telling so i like the way i did an open relationship was not healthy and then I met Johnny and I didn't want one. So we, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I I wanted to be monogamous for like the first time in my life. No, uh, so. shucks. Yeah. Well, I would say like most of my life I was not good at monogamy. Mm-hmm. I was very much like not interested in just dating one person. I only tried the open relationship the one time, mm-hmm. but I was never like good at settling down. So... <laughs> but you tried it you didn't like it so at least now i know i don't know it's it's very complicated there has to be a lot of communication a lot of trust mm-hmm. oh yeah you have to be not very jealous yep. like with, with clearly esme is very jealous right and her intentions were not pure nope so. nope nobody nope All right, so everyone is laughing and having a great time around the fire since who they actually want to be there is there. (laughs) Zig decides to go check on Esme in the tent and everyone agrees that they won't be seeing him the rest of the night. How did he not just like look in the tent and immediately come back and be like, where the fuck is Esme? Right. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) like everyone, like he goes in the tent and she's like, well... She's not here. I guess I'll just lay down. <laughs> yeah, what the Frankie hell? and Esme are gone. <laughs> what? Well, like they were gonna find the body of water mm. and then haul her asses back and be like, "We're going now." Na- like, come with us now. Na- I don't know. Anyways. Oh, I thought he went off into the woods to look for them. Because later he comes out like Esme. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I'm confused because I thought he said I'm gonna go check on Esme, and I thought it was because she said she had a headache. Right, but I don't. I don't think he comes back till later when he like wanders out of the room or out of the woods no oh i thought he was just wandering around the campsite not uh, i don't know i don't know i i just assumed that zig was stupid was like <laughs> she's not here 
I'll just wait for her. And then was like, <laughs> maybe I should look for her. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maya then comes out of her tent with a headlamp and her guitar on, claiming that she wrote the best song ever <laughs> and in record time. That's what she should call it. Record time. <laughs> She's clearly high as a fucking kite. Everyone is a little confused as she begins playing a terrible song about expanding her mind. Being one with all womankind. Yeah, it's bad. They giggle as Maya switches from fun high to paranoid high. Everyone tries to encourage her to keep playing because they don't want her to try to kill herself again. (laughs) Maya complains about the heat and then sits down and asks if she's twirling. She clearly has the spins. Mm -hmm. Maya admits that she thinks she ate too many brownies. Once they realize she had more than one, they insist that she go lie down. Maya obliges and trips into her tent. Lola calls it a night because of the bugs, and Grace and Jonah agree. Time to hit the hay. Jay quickly realizes that everyone is about to leave her and Tiny alone. And this might be the time where they have to have the mandatory fucking that is adult camping. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? She's like, don't leave me. Like, I'm out here in these chairs with my boyfriend. He's going to make me fuck him in these chairs. Uh, Shay asks Lola if she wants to sleep in the tent with her and Tiny. Which, again, like... I understand anything to get out of her fucking her own boyfriend, but like, <laughs> why would Lola want to sleep in the tent yeah. with her and her ex-boyfriend and her best friend like that? Ugh, another thing, like, I, I totally didn't think about Lola's connection to Tiny yes. during this episode, but yeah, no wonder she was like, no, fuck you, I'm sleeping in this car. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, she's just using any excuse to get out of fucking her boyfriend who has literally not put any pressure on her at all about fucking. So, anywho. Right? <laughs> Lola says that she's sleeping in the car because she doesn't trust a tent to keep the bears away. Tiny jokes that there are no bears, but there are coyotes. Lola is all fucking set. She's going to the car. Tiny then assures Shay that the coyotes aren't really a problem and asks her if she wants to go to bed. Stalling, she says, but it's so nice out, as she continues to slap the bugs. Tiny then insists they go lay down to be away from the bugs. Once in the tent, he takes his shirt off. As Shay zips the fuck up and says goodnight. But Tiny thinks that they should talk first. And an already turned over Shay is like, about what? (laughs) But Tiny knows she's keeping something from him. She admits that after talking to her friends, she thought that this was grown-up camping with grown-up activities. Tiny admits that he has thought about it, but only if she's ready. Shay doesn't know how she would know if she's ready, but she could talk to her fucking boyfriend. Duh. (laughs) Shay changes the subject by joking about cutting off her arm because of the bug bites, but then takes off her sweatshirt to show Tiny the bites, making her in an even more sexy and intimate scene. (laughs) Tiny does just the thing and takes out some anti-itch lotion for her. Shay admits that her friends told her that she needed to give herself the chance to test if she's actually ready. He asks her how she feels, and she says, ready. They kiss, (laughs) and it's a really lovely moment. Listen, anti-itch cream is sexy. Mm. (laughs) It's an aphrodisiac for sure. It is, (laughs) and he knew. Yeah. (laughs) So Tiny, like, couldn't be better about all of this. Like, he's... And she's freaking out like, girl, you, your boy, he's already shown to be like a gentleman in the past. They've talked about it and he's always been like, when you're ready. Right. Of course, I'm thinking about it, but when you're ready. So yeah. like she's freaking out 
obviously she can talk to him about it, but yeah, they do. So that's (laughs) Shay. See, now Zig is wandering around the campsite calling Esme's name when he finds Maya crying with her earbuds in eating bread. He asks her if she's okay, and she tells him that she doesn't want to be high anymore. He realizes that she ate Esme's brownies and says he can't believe her sometimes. Okay, so see what I'm saying? Like, he went to go check on her, Mm -hmm. wasn't looking for her. Now Maya's come out of the tent. Now he's looking for Esme. I, I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. I thought I thought he had been in the woods looking for a while. That I don't was my think, read on it, but I don't yeah, I was like, no, he went to the tent and was like, I don't know, she's not here. Whatever. <laughs> and then was like, wait a minute, where hey, you coming back? <laughs> Still crying, Maya says that she was hoping that eating the bread would help her not be high, but it's not working. She tried to go to bed and that didn't work. She's really freaking out because she still has to write a damn song and she feels like she just keeps screwing up. Zig says he'll help her write the song together and gets her off to her tent. Super High Maya is like, are we going to write a song about water? (laughs) As per usual, Maya is me. Yeah. Are we going to write a song about water? No, more like the, I don't want to be high anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God. I like, I smoked for a few years pretty consistently and it just got worse. Mm. Like I just got more anxious, more paranoid as time went on. Then I got myself into a really sketchy roommate situation of which Esme reminds me of the roommate. FYI, Mm. very manipulative roommate who like freaked me out. Like, what is she going to do next? Mm -hmm. And my brain went every which way and it just got worse and worse and worse. And when I stopped smoking, a lot of my anxiety lifted, like my generalized anxiety. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) And it left behind a nice film of other anxieties. Well, I mean, well, like I had been so anxious, mm-hmm. like a level of anxiety that was just like built into my life at that point and paranoia that like got a lot better. Yay! <laughs> but then every, almost every, I've had a couple okay times. I've smoked here and there, but almost every time I smoked after that, I've been like, why the fuck did I do this? I know better. Now I'm fucked. Yeah. For however yeah. long. Like, I'm so awkward. Right, right. Because, yeah, there really isn't any way to get out of being high. Yeah. So we went up to a cabin on a lake with a couple of our friends this weekend, people we've been, Mm -hmm. you know, in our small bubble. And I, on the first night, decided we were drinking, and I'm like, I'll smoke a little. And, oh, my God. I get so anxious and paranoid. Mm. (laughs) And I was, like, sitting there and thinking like they're judging me oh my god they're judging me they think i'm so high oh my god and like i remember like going to bed and be like i want to go home (laughs) like i I got so fucked up no i'm like i just can't do it it's bad for me and like granted maya ate way too much oh yeah so she might be okay right but for me even just like a well like i'd say the time if i legitimately smoke the tiniest bit it can be okay but like if i smoke like even you know a full hit or two right it's generally over for me (laughs) (laughs) and so i felt maya in this scene (laughs) i feel like i'm just picturing you in like grand theft auto but like you trip on a curb and it's just like (laughs) wasted (laughs) and just to throw it out there if someone says pot doesn't agree with them 
take them at their word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I usually, I never force. Well, I don't say usually. I never, I never force people to do, to drink or smoke if they don't want to. Like, that's really uncool. Uncool, man. There's like a, a, definitely like an, some like stoners, people who like swear by it. Weed is this magical cure-all for everything Mm -hmm. and everyone. We'll just be like. You just haven't found the right strain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, bitch, I smoked for like two years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So yep. anyways, that's, yeah. Maya is playing a song that is sort of the same semblance of her old style while Zig cries. <laughs> Maya notices and laughs because the song isn't that good. But that's not why he's crying. He's crying because Maya really scared him by trying to kill herself. She tries to reassure him that she's okay, but he doesn't understand why she would do that. Regardless of the wall of priorities that were coming at her, her health should be more important than her dreams. When he found her on the roof, he felt like the world was going to end, and he doesn't know what he would have done without her. Unbeknownst to him, Esme is outside of their tent and she can hear all of this. Clearly distraught, she decides to pretend like she got stung by a bee, which she is allergic to. Apparently, everyone is fucking dumb because she's screaming she can't breathe, but you can't talk if you can't breathe. Whatever. Everyone comes rushing out of their tents to see what is happening, as Zig explains that she must have been stung by a bee. He rushes to Tiny's tent to get his help because Tiny knows science, as he (laughs) and Shay are making out, yeah, probably about to fuck. Yeah, we need the we need the scientist. Tiny and Shay offer some info about bees not coming out at night, and she should be flat on her back if she's in anaphylactic shock. Still talking, sitting up, grabbing her throat, they pull out her EpiPen. Not sure what to do. She says, give it to me. Again, clearly still able to breathe. I know. At that point, I'm like, are you kidding me? She's like, give it to me. Yeah. Like, bitch. And she, <laughs> and she literally so weakly just like touches her thigh with it. Mm-hmm. When like really those things you need to like you gotta, jam you it. You gotta put pressure. You gotta yeah. fucking jam it into their thigh. Right. Anyway, so she just kind of like half-heartedly touches it to her thigh without (laughs) taking the cap off and pretends like it really hurts. (laughs) Then says that she thinks she's going to be okay. But that's not how allergies work, bitch. You still got to go to the hospital. EpiPens just buy you time. Okay, can we talk about how everybody... Everybody in the group is an allergy expert. Well, I'm not surprised. It, it's mostly just it's mostly just Shay. Shay seems to be talking about the EpiPen a lot. But Joan and Tiny is the one that's like bees don't come out at night. But then Joan is like, oh, you have to take her to a hot. Like they're all just contributing all their allergy knowledge. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, guys. Well, <laughs> granted, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I certainly didn't know any of this until I started babysitting mm-hmm. and dealing with the fact that like. A lot of kids have EpiPens. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the only reason why I know anything about EpiPens is because of, like, CPR certification and shit like that. And, like, being taught – when I worked at a camp, I got taught how to use an EpiPen. And, yeah, because it's just – it's an adrenaline boost and it yeah. just buys you time. You still have to go to the hospital. But, yes, Esme was banking on nobody knowing anything about <laughs> allergies or EpiPens. I mean, honestly, I don't think she even thought it through. No. Yeah, exactly. Because I definitely – if it were me – and, like, I'm pretty good in, in an, an emergency. Mm-hmm. If I had seen what she do- had did, I would have been like, no, no, you have to take a cap off. And right. I probably would have grabbed it, taken the cap off, and been like, ah. And then she would have fucked. Because you don't want to take that if you don't need it. She would have started fucking punching through trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why were you hanging out with Maya? Yeah, honestly, just punches Maya's head right off. <laughs> 
smashes car windows. They would have had to give her a brownie to calm her down. <laughs> I wonder how that would be that high. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Esme tries to hold on to the pen so that no one pricks themselves. But Shay grabs it from her and discovers that she didn't even take the cap off. And Zig realizes that she faked the whole thing. Just as everyone is over Esme, Frankie comes out of the woods screaming because Esme left her in the fucking woods alone and she thought she was gonna die. Honestly, (laughs) me. Frankie is super confused about what's happening as Zig says that he's going for a walk. A desperate Esme calls for Zig, telling him that she can explain, but he walks away anyways. Yep, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I have, I said it before, I've been around this type of crazy. Yeah. Just like the, the desperate to... Desperate to cling on to something that is not working and you will do unimaginable bullshit to mm-hmm. hold on to it. Mm-hmm. It is not pleasant to be around. And once you realize that person is full of shit, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> like what else were they full of shit about? Poor Frankie though, walking in like, what is going on? What's mm-hmm. happening? I was like, you bitch, wait, what's wrong with you? Right, right. <laughs> All right, so it's the next morning and Shay and Tiny wake up reminiscing about the fake medical emergency the night before. (laughs) Tiny says they should help with breakfast, but Shay has other ideas and she plants one on him. (laughs) Tiny is slightly concerned because Frankie is a terrible cook and will burn the bacon. But Shay is ready for that sweet, sweet V card to be taken. Fuck that bacon. So here's my thing. Uh Uh-huh. They're just going to do it with everybody wandering around the tents. Right. Yeah. Like cooking breakfast. 100%. They'll be able to hear it now. I'm going to lose my virginity right here in this tent with everyone walking around me. Assuming it's going to go totally smoothly and there's not going to be like any. No. Are you okay? Does that hurt? Oh, I fell out. Like, you know what I mean? Like any of that conversation that could go along with losing your virginity that like. Is this okay? I mean... Does it hurt? doesn't sound great to me. And Frankie's going to burn that bacon. (laughs) Because no one else is there. It's just Frankie. (laughs) Right? Why do they think Frankie's going to cook? It's just Frankie (laughs) cooking. Everyone else is gone. And uh, she's lighting the entire campsite on fire. (laughs) But like, you're going to wander out of that tent after this really awkward, unfulfilling moment. And eat some burnt up bacon. Yeah. Very depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't sound ideal. It doesn't sound ideal at all. Everyone's going to know they fucked. Yeah. For sure. I mean, it's one thing to do it at night when everyone's in their own zones and we're all in our tents and whatever. Right. Everyone is walking around packing up. Like, they're going to be sitting there like, Ooh, what's going on in there? Right. Because <laughs> those tents aren't spread out at all. They're no. all like really close by. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. Yeah, you're right. No, I agree. I was upset about it. Zig finally returns to their ginormous tent that people can full on stand up in (laughs) to find an upset Esme asking him where he's been all night. He's been up all night just walking and thinking. (laughs) Esme tries to say that she was really having trouble breathing, but Zig has had enough. She needs to stop lying to him. Esme stresses that he was alone with Maya, but he insists that it was because she needed help. But Esme thinks that Maya put herself in trouble so that he would leave Esme for her. But that's not at all how Maya is. So that is not what was happening at all. He spent all year wrapped up in her insanity and he's had it. Esme tries to take her top off, insisting that they should just get back to what they're good at, parking lot BJs. But Zig just wants to have a conversation, not have sex, because it's always about having sex with her. 
He's done with their relationship and he wants her to try to get a ride home with Frankie. Esme is distraught. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have to ride home with Frankie after the bullshit she pulled us. Mm-hmm. This is a no win for Esme. <laughs> I think Esme's getting left at that fucking campsite. <laughs> well, at least they're only at the ravine and she can just walk home. That's true. That's true. I bet if she calls Winston, he has a shortcut. Oh, yeah, probably. You like you, you get medium hate crimed along the way, but you'll run home real fast. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the only reason why I was so aware of how big their tent was mm-hmm. was because like I just started camping for the first time. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a big ass tent. You can't normally stand up in tents. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't stand up fully. Do you remember? I don't know if you, you all camped ever, but like back in the day, I remember when people... St- first started getting those big ass tents with like multiple rooms and like tunnels in between the rooms and they were so sweet i think we had one i think that my parents bought a huge ass tent yeah that did have two rooms if i recall we set it up in the backyard but we never ever slept in it it was like in the backyard for a while and like we would play with it but i remember (laughs) it was like super duper hot so like we didn't I was like, I don't want to hang out in here too long. It's so hot. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we did at one point have a huge ass tent. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, my family used to actually go camping mm. from time to time. So we did, I, I'm pretty sure we got one of those huge ass tents. And I remember being like, oh my God, this is so Sick. cool. Like, I just remember like them coming out and being like, oh my God, we need that tent. That is so cool. Like yeah. being so impressed by this multi-room tent. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. I don't know why. Do you know that I know how expensive tents are? I'm like, I don't know why we had that tent in the like in the backyard for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think your parents intended to go camping? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe Bethany just said she wanted a fucking tent and they bought her a tent because she asked for it. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm going to ask her about it because she- The is- treehouse didn't work out. Well, you know, who'd have thunk a couple of 12-year-olds going out there with plywood and hammer and nails. It didn't work out. Weird. Everyone is packing up their one-night-only camping excursion. Jonah insists that there can be no sparklers next time because his beautiful hair almost got burned off. Maya doesn't remember any of that because she was in her tent passed out at that point. Jonah points out that he said the brownies were a bad idea, but it wasn't a totally bad experience. Maya did figure some stuff out, like the fact that she needs to make her health a priority. The songs will come when they come. And if booking the opening gig for The Craig Manning is meant to be, it will happen. Jonah is impressed by how she got all that from the brownies, but it wasn't entirely the brownies, as she smiles at Zig. After Tiny drops something, Zig brings Maya her guitar so clumsy Tiny doesn't break it. They share a moment and Zig puts his hand on her shoulder, saying that he hopes she feels better. Maya looks shook with feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Zig moving on in five seconds. Oh, I know. Because Zig can't be by himself. There's no way. He doesn't know how to be alone. He broke up. He literally broke up with Esme because he had a good night with Maya. Like, I think that's 100% it. He had a heartfelt time with Maya. Mm -hmm. He's like, maybe I have a chance. 100% like he can't be alone there's just no way he's not good at being by himself so that's my two cents on it granted he could have maybe stayed with Frankie he could but I don't think he really actually likes Frankie I think he was down for the threesome but I don't think he actually likes Frankie yeah we'll see what happens when all his friends go off to college no we won't because we don't have another season no (laughs) boo (laughs) well 
I gave this episode four chef's kisses Ooh. for the craziest of Esme trains. <laughs> that was my yeah. feeling on it. How about you? I gave it 3.5. Oh. I liked Esme's crazy was great. Maya's weed brownie experience could have been funnier. Yeah, but it just turned so fast. Like she could have been goofy at first, but yeah. she just turned so fast into bad times. She didn't have enough time to be funny. As funny as her shit could have been. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm sure the, that the writers were just like, we can't encourage kids to try pot brownies. We have to make it seem like it's really bad. Right. And then I just like, I didn't really care that much about Shay losing her virginity because we've had 25 B-card losing yeah. episodes. Like it's Every other episode, okay, somebody's losing their V-card. Uh, so whatever. But I was shocked that they got it on in the morning with everyone lurking. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely strange. And maybe the point five is for learning about playing tennis. <laughs> I should give it five chef's kisses for learning about playing tennis. <laughs> I needed that in my life. Freaking Lola. It's going to take everything in my being not to make that sound next time I fuck. Anyways. All right. Well, what are we? What are we talking about next week? Season four, episode eight, hashtag get you a man who can do both. Play tennis. <laughs> yep. Yep. I want I want a man who can play for both teams on my tennis squad. <laughs> play for all teams I on my tennis it. squad. Oh, boy. All right. Do you have any social media to plug? At Carly Joe Gear. Yeah. <laughs> on Everywhere. Twitter and Instagram and also on TikTok. But, you know, I honestly haven't posted anything in months. So it, if you want to just look at the same posts over and over and over again, because I never post, check it out. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jess A and on Instagram at Monday Night Raw. And you can find us at A Social Disease across social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And once again, we're your hosts, Jesse Mack and Carly Joe Gear. And this has been A Social Disease Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>